Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have on the show Thomas Straitley with Focal Point Coaching and Training. Welcome, Thomas. Lee, how are you? It's great to be with you today. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Focal Focal Point Coaching and Training. How are you serving folks? You know, Focal Point starts with Brian Tracy, who's our founder, who I I would encourage our listeners to, to Google him. Very interesting guy, world-class motivational speaker, over 80 books. And what I really like about Focal Point, Lee, is, you know, our mission is to change the world through business leadership and training. And we have a metaphor called Pebble on the Pond, where we like to impact the world through clients, then their families, you know, the businesses with which they're operating in, the communities, and it kind of permeates from there. So, we have a very engaged, uh, you know, uh, clientele and a very engaged uh, uh, list of coaches. And I'm really proud to be a franchise owner for Focal Point. It's fantastic. So now what's your backstory? How did you get involved in Focal Point? Like what were you doing prior to Focal Point? Well, it's, it's uh, it, you know, it's interesting. I, I've had the, the fortunate uh, opportunity in my life to serve in the military. So I'm a retired lieutenant colonel. Uh, I then served 30 years in global, mostly HR positions in business with some terrific companies and, you know, with some terrific leaders. And, um, you know, at the end of that 30 years in the corporate world, I wanted to go off and do the fun part of, of what I used to do in HR, which is to influence leaders, have an impact on businesses. And I've just been able to um, you know, I think capitalize on all of that kind of lifelong experience and working with some really, really outstanding clients. Now, when you were in HR, you said you spent quite a few years in HR. Was coaching and executive coaching and leadership coaching, was that kind of a thing when you started or did it start to become a thing maybe towards the tail end of your career? Where was coaching kind of seen from the HR perspective? You know, it's a great question, Lee, and I, I would even say going back to my days as a lieutenant in the military, where you're always influencing leaders. And I mean, that's really what coaching is about. It's not providing a solution. It's having, you know, the individual kind of analyze their situation and come up with the solution uh, for themselves. You know, just I'd, I'd like to just describe a couple of the people that I've had a chance to work with that I have believe I have influenced significantly through my both the military and, and, and the corporate career. I mean, I've, uh, you know, had a chairman of, a, of the Joint Chiefs of Staff who was, I was on his staff and I believe provided a lot of input to his leadership. The current leader of the um, of SOCOM, which is the Special Operations Command, uh, as somebody that I've kind of mentored throughout uh, throughout the evolution of his growth into a four star general. Um, back to kind of the corporate sector, you know, I've been a senior leader on the staff of the current CEOs of Constellation Brands, Beam Centauri, and Bank of America. 
Uh, and I've also been on the staff of a guy who, again, you can Google him. I won't mention his name, but he's the current chief of, uh, you know, uh, chairman of the board of Apple. So all of these individuals, I, I, I describe these kind of cool, high-powered individuals only to say that it was a journey, a different journey with each of them. And, you know, part of it was them influencing me and my leadership style, certainly. But almost in every case, I was in a position to help influence something uh, about how they developed and about the decisions they were making to impact their business. And just very, very fulfilling. I mean, I was, uh, I've, I've kind of been coaching my whole life, to be honest with you. So now when you're working with folks, is it something that you believe that everybody has this kind of leadership within them and it just needs a little coaxing uh, to come out? Or is it something that you believe that people are kind of born leaders and that those are the people that you really got to maximize their talents. You know, that's that's really a great question. I mean, I mean, when as you're describing this, I'm thinking of, you know, Vince Lombardi, who said leaders are made, they are not born. Um, and I like to always go back to, to you know, a, a lot of coaching um, organizations, they'll, they'll kind of take on anybody. One thing I like about Focal Point is just as the clients are very selective about who they pick, to work with. At Focal Point, we're very selective on, on, on who we pick to work with as well. And, you know, there's this kind of adage in, in, in the coaching business that you try and focus and identify, you know, during my certification, it's like, okay, Straley, figure out who is your ideal client. And when I look at my list of people I'm either currently coaching or recently coached, you know, I've got everything from a professional sports agent uh, multiple CEOs, entrepreneurs of very small businesses who just have an idea and they're working through this idea to figure out how to bring their business to life. Um, startup companies. Um, I work with a, a bunch of small business owners um, in, in, in the Boca Raton area, you know, who are actually just looking uh, at, at the cycle of their business. Where is their cycle in the evolution? Are they in a growth cycle or are they in a stagnant cycle? And how can I help them kind of get through all that? I also work with individual leaders and teams. So I've got individuals who are saying, man, you know, I just can't get my team motivated and I can't get them to communicate. Um, and then maybe their teams are struggling. And especially in this environment on the work from home piece, it's just there are some incredibly new components to the whole leadership challenge that's very interesting. Um, you know, and, and then again, just again, maybe a couple examples on the, on the military side. You know, I served as the aide de camp for the commander of, of Berlin. And this was back, I'm dating myself a little bit, but during the Cold War when the wall was still up. So we had lots of challenges around soldiers and motivation and being on an island in the middle of the, uh, you know, the Cold War. And um, also served, you know, this is an interesting one, I think about it. Um, I had a chance to serve as the head of riot control for the 82nd Airborne Division at a presidential election. And, and I, this was a few presidents ago, uh, not a recent one. And, I'm, and, and I, as I watched things unfold, in, on January 6th, I thought, man, the, the challenges, the leadership challenges that those guys have on the ground are much different than I faced back, you know, back a, a while back. So it's just, you know, many problems remain the same and many, many things change. So it's just a very dynamic time. 
Now, can you talk about um, the decision that you went through when you were leaving corporate and you were kind of uh, starting this new act in your career? Um, why did you just kind of say, you know what? Thomas has lived a, a wonderful life, a very uh, life with a lot of diverse experiences. I'm going to do it the Thomas method of of doing uh, coaching. But you decided instead to uh, buy a franchise, a focal point franchise. What was kind of the thought process there of going it alone rather than kind of joining forces with focal point? You know, that's that's another great question, Lee. And I, I had had a few iterations through my career where I did uh, did coaching on my own, which was a fantastic experience. But when I looked at Focal Point, what Focal Point provides me, first of all, is all of the philosophy, the Brian Tracy philosophy, and all of the tools and resources that I need to bring the best product to the client. I mean, literally, you could present me with any, any issue, and if I'm not an expert, uh, or haven't been exposed to that in, in, in my personal career, I can tap either one of our 200 focal point coaches to help me or look at a library of, uh, of resources available uh, on, on, on certain topics. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a terrific foundation uh, to do that. You know, I, I, further to your question on, on the whole franchise bit, you know, I came down to Florida where I had a second home and my, my idea was to buy a franchise. I hadn't really focused on, on being a coach. And I looked at many of the different, I thought, you know what, I want to do something different after this 30 years of corporate life. So I looked at, you know, everything from fast food to pets. We, I, I've got two beautiful uh, Weimaraners, uh, big dog lovers. So I thought, wouldn't that be cool to do something you'd really enjoy? The focal point opportunity just kept passing my, my way. And, and then I thought about what do you really enjoy doing? And that is influencing people. Um, I like to joke that in my, my HR career, you know, I was always, the first stop was the complaint department, you know, and about, about 10% of what I did was being able to do the true coaching, sitting with executives, influencing the business. And I thought, you know what? Th th there's a reason Focal Point ke keeps crossing my path. You know, this is an opportunity to have the power of a structure and an organization behind me, but also to tap, you know, my, my strengths and my experience and what I've done. You know, and I continue to learn from Focal Point, and that's, that's the neat thing. So I'm not out there as a coach just kind of winging it and going, you know, Straley did this, this might work. He did that, this might work. I've got the power of just a tremendous amount of experience behind me and the philosophy and the tools um, to help me with my clients. Well, walk me through what it looks like when you're beginning a relationship with a new client. Um, like, what is the pain that they're having? Are they frustrated? Have they never had a coach before? Are they, like, like what's usually that point of entry when you start working with them? And then work me, walk me through what that kind of maybe initial conversation or first few kind of um, action points are. You know, we have a, I probably would spend, normally I would have probably four different conversations with the client uh, before we would, you know, mutually agree to work together. We spend a lot of time getting to know the client, what are their challenges, what are their financial goals, 
Um, what, what is their team like? How does their team operate? How do they communicate? And then we, we really look at the client, you know, herself or his self. For example, if they're a small business owner, you know, what are their long-term plans? So do they want to divest of the business eventually? Do they want a growth model? What cycle in the business cycle are they in? And we go through, like I say, probably starting with a very casual conversation. Uh, then we take it to the next step where we'll do a, uh, you know, a phone call to kind of get to know each other more. Then I do what we call a strategic business review, where it will be an in-depth, probably a 90-minute conversation with that, uh, with that leader or business owner to really get to know them in-depth. And we'll get into very, you know, asking that second, third, and fourth question to kind of peel back the onion on, on, on what it is about this client that, that I feel that I can contribute that's going to, to be a success. One of the things I know many of our listeners have probably heard of, uh, you know, some of the behavioral assessments and, and, and many of you have probably taken, you know, the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs or the predictive index. At Focal Point, we use a, a talent insights um, assessment, which is called um, the DISC. And I love the DISC because the DISC um, really allows us to get to know the person. So once the, once the client is signed on, you know, to, to your question and maybe what are the first steps, I would then um, ask the, the client to take this DISC assessment, which is about a 30-minute uh, online assessment. And the, 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 uh, depending on which iteration of it, for example, we've got a very, very quality um, aspect of the disc that's around emotional intelligence, which is so important, such a great, uh, important characteristic of leaders and, and business owners. You know, the report is about, I don't know, I've seen reports that are, you know, a couple hundred pages, which is just overwhelming. But then, then I distill that down <clears throat> and try and further get to understand you know, what are the behavioral drivers and motivators of, of, of the leader? And what, what is their level of emotional intelligence? By using a behavioral assessment, uh, this will then help me to get a better understanding of the client, what their needs are, but most importantly, how are they wired as an individual? And, and again, it's, it's just a window of insight into how I can help them uh, as a coach uh, to, to meet their, their fundamental needs and, and improve whatever areas they're looking to improve. Now, how much self-awareness does it require for someone to really benefit from coaching? Because it, it sounds like if I was working in a company and my boss said, hey, you need a coach, my frame of mind may not be in the right place in order to take advantage of that opportunity does it take a level of humbleness, a level of vulnerability to even be open to getting a coach or benefiting from a coach? You know, that is an absolutely critical factor, Lee. I mean, I, I get clients all the time. And, 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 and as an HR, senior HR leader and CHRO, we often encouraged and, and presented opportunities for employees to get coached. It really depends on the individual. Some of them are completely resistant. 
Um, some are absolutely enamored that, that you're investing money and getting them developmental uh, opportunities. I'll be honest, if I had somebody that called me today and said, you know, you know, Tom, my, uh, you know, I just had my review and I've been ordered to get <clears throat> coaching to improve, you know, X, Y, and Z. I would certainly have an intake conversation with this individual, but the, it's very likely that I would not accept this person as a coaching client because I've, it, I really have been in this movie before, both as a CHRO and as a leader and as you know, an executive coach, where the person is just going through the through the motions, and if they're not committed to to coaching, and and one of the things again, I think that's unique at Focal Point, you know, we actually take them through a, a call it a form, but we ask them to sign a commitment that they're going to do the prep, uh, for example, um, that they're going to you know take the assessments, that they're going to. Uh, commit to the times that they have scheduled. Because to your, to your point, I mean, it's, it's exactly right on. There are many people and in the corporate world, they're saying, you know, Mary or, or Jim, you know, we're requiring you to get a coach. Those are generally not good candidates for coaching. And I'll be honest from the selfish part of me, because I'm doing this because now I want some self, self-satisfaction out of what I'm doing. Um, if somebody's just going through the motions, I mean, I had a recent client uh, that was just going through the motions. And, and I was like, you know what, you're not getting your money's worth because, uh, because you don't want to be coached. And I'm fine to sit here on a call and just chat with you and have a, have a, have a good old time. But, you know, it's our sessions are demanding that we require homework and preparation and insight, uh, you know, and, and, and we require a, a degree of humility and, and, uh, and, and self-awareness in order to, to have a successful coaching relationship. Now, if you were giving advice to anybody that maybe was in your shoes pre focal point and uh, they're, you know, they're exiting kind of their corporate life or their enterprise life and they're entering this new world of coaching, is there any kind of do's and don'ts when you're making the leap into a coaching practice that you can share? Well, I think, um, you know, I've, I've co- coaching is a challenging career and there's a lot of competitors. First of all, there's a lot of independent coaches. There are a lot of coaching franchise type of models. And I would say one, it, it, there really has to be a passion around it from, from your end. And, and I think it really, you know, it's really helpful if you've had experience coaching before, this is not a profession you know, as, as easy as it may be described sometimes as well, you know, you can just sit down and, and use your experience to help somebody coach, coach through, um, you know, we wear a lot of different hats and, and, and in our certification, we're always told, you know, don't be a psych, you know, a psychiatrist or a psychiatrist or psychologist, or, you know, don't be, you're not a life coach. You're more of a business coach and a career coach. And you know what? Inevitably, you end up kind of being all of the above, because if you have a strong relationship with the client, you know, you're going to talk about what they do in their in their off time. You, you're going to encourage them to balance their lifestyle. We even have an, an assessment that I give as part of this intake that I talked about, you know, where we try and understand what are the important motivators outside of the office in terms of their personal relationships and 
in terms of their physical fitness. And because all of these things really are part of, you know, the whole person concept. So, you know, I guess the advice I would give is make sure you've really explored it. You understand the, not only the satisfaction pieces, but the implications of it. You know, we're not here to give advice. Um, we're here to help people develop their own solutions to real issues that are that have implications on their personal life, their family, their business and employees and their communities. So make sure you understand the full, you know, plethora of, of responsibility that you have before you dive into this as a profession. Well, Thomas, if there's uh, anyone out there that wants to learn more about your practice and get on your calendar, uh, what is the website or the best way to reach you? Yeah, I'm at, uh, you know, my website is uh, Thomas Straley, that's T-H-O-M-A-S-S-T-R-E-H-L-E dot focalpointcoaching.com, or my email is T Straley, just my first initial Straley. Uh, at focalpointcoaching.com. And I'd be happy to talk to anyone that uh, is exploring coaching as an opportunity or someone that has heard something I've said and would be interested, you know, in exploring uh, whether coaching's right for them. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Lee, it's fantastic. And I appreciate you guys' program and the emphasis you put on a, a very important um, aspect of, of, of growing businesses and people. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. 